WGR Sports Radio 550 presents. Captain Optimism is here. I'm going to get a costume, like a Captain America costume, and I'm going to replace an A with an O. I feel like you should just get like, some terrible like, $2 cape that's like, red <laughs> and, like, and like, like a cheap little I, yeah. mask. <laughs> Sports Talk Saturday. I just have, the, have a piece of paper with optimism <laughs> taped on my shirt. On WGR. Oh, no. <laughs> Crazy Derek's coming. Stop. Wait. Wait. Listen to me. Here I come to save the day. If he can get, there he goes. We're, we're all right. Sports Radio 550. It's funny how these things work. Evans here playing the Captain Optimism Open. One in which, by the way, uh, Captain Optimism will be hosting the show next week. I will be away. But um, more importantly... What optimism? Um, before we go on like crazy loco Derek um, random shenanigans, though, uh, there is something I want to get this show started off on the right foot with. And um, I want to talk about this once and that's it uh, until everything comes out about it. Um, yeah, I'm opening with the Von Miller stuff and more or less I'm going to go with I'm saying what I'm saying. And that's it. Until everything else comes out from there, that's it. But here is my piece on it, and then we're just we're rolling on from here. Because it's not an easy thing to talk about. Um, anything with domestic violence is not... You don't want to talk about this. We, I hate having to talk about this because I hate that it's a real thing. I hate, like, it disgusts me that it exists. It disgusts me that... You, you just don't put your hands on a woman. And look, obviously, it's an arrest for allegedly assaulting a pregnant person. And I know that that's the word that is used here. It's, a, it's, it's still allegedly. He was arrested for it. But like, yeah, the warrant was out for his arrest. But it's still an, it's still an allegation. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. I don't have a problem believing victims. And I know that there was a recantment of it yesterday, and it's a sticky situation. But the problem is, even if there's nothing found, that doesn't mean that nothing happened. And it's tough to talk about. And I, I hate that we have to. I hate that, I hate that it exists. Because you're a lesser, you're a lesser man if you put your hands on your partner. Simple as that. And I don't care if I'm talking about some person that, you know, you might walk by or, you know, you just happen to see that sort of thing from the common stranger. Or if it's the highest paid defensive player on the football team. You're a lesser person if you do it. Simple as that. So... To anyone that ever needs assistance with that, please look out for any and all like domestic violence shelters, everything of the sort. Um, Bill's Mafia Babes, they tweeted out something. Uh, they tweeted out a link for like anything to help out with domestic violence victims to really put some awareness on it. And I love that they did that um, because the most important thing in any sort of these cases is the human element. And we have to remember that. 
I don't care about the cap ramifications with Von Miller right now. Mostly because there's still a human element to this. If there's cap ramifications from all this, we'll deal with that in the offseason. It doesn't matter right now anyway. I'm just hoping for the best in this situation for the woman. And I'm hoping for the best even for Miller. I mean, you don't want to see this sort of thing be true. And if it's true, get him out of here yesterday. Obviously. That's the biggest part about this. If it's true, get him out of here yesterday. That's how fast. And I definitely do not have a problem with believing victims. Even if they are... Even if there is something about recanting or anything else of the sort. It's okay to believe them. Yes, I know. It's allegations. But it's okay to believe them too. Because in order to actually step up and say something, you have to overcome your fear. And that's not easy to do. I hope this is the last we talk about this. And again, I hate that it's real. You're a lesser person if you put your hands on your partner. You suck if you do that. Ever. In any circumstance. In an aggressive manner like that. And if there's anyone that does that, that happens to hear these words, I hope nothing but the worst for you or those kinds of people. Because you don't deserve anything good if you're that kind of person. I don't care the excuse. You don't do that. And if this comes as something true, guess what? This goes to Von Miller then too. Because there's nothing that makes me churning in my stomach more then knowing that we have to talk about this or knowing that we have to cover this. Because, again, you're a lower version of a human being if you are that manner of aggressive towards your partner, someone that you supposedly care for, even. So, again... I hope that I don't have to talk about this any further. I hope that there is something better on the horizon. And again, if this happens to be true, eject him out of here as fast as you can. But for now, we have to wait on this story, obviously. Um, obviously, Von Miller turned himself in a couple of days ago, and there was a uh, there's a recantment of it as well from the woman. But again... We now just have to wait. But this is something that's all too real in everyday life. And to those people out there that are that kind of terrible person, again, I wish nothing but the worst. And I hope that anyone that is dealing with that sort of issue as a victim, they find the help that they need and find the support that they need. Um, at any point because nobody deserves to go through that sort of thing ever.
doesn't matter the circumstance. You don't deserve that. And with that said, we will get the show on its wheels in the next segment. We'll take a quick timeout. And when we come back, we will talk about the Bills, the Sabres. We'll talk about sports. We'll talk about this thing. I'll actually do my job of talking about sports because, you know, but again, I wanted to open with this because there are things bigger than sports. There's things bigger than this job. And I want to make sure that it's – the bar is low. The thing – the bar is disgustingly low on this topic. But it can't go unsaid. That's the thing. I can't pretend like this isn't a thing. I can't pretend that this isn't something that happens in real life, um, that happens outside of the sports realm and everything like that. This happens every day in places you don't know uh, and in places that I don't know. And like I said, to those people out there, the abusers, I wish nothing but the worst. And to those victims, I hope that you can get the help and the support that you deserve because no one has to go. No one should go through this. We'll talk Bills. We'll talk Sabres uh, on the other side of this. We'll get the ball rolling here with Sports Talk Saturday. Coming up after a quick timeout here, uh, this is Derek Kramer. You're listening to WGR. We play really good offense sometimes for myself too much and let them had all my rushes and stuff. So for me, I should have more patience sometimes and not trying to create every single uh, time I get the puck. So on to the next one. On to the next one, indeed. That's Rasmus Dahlin, Buffalo defenseman as the Sabres. Unfortunately, losing to the St. Louis Blues the other night. And tonight they take on the Carolina Hurricanes, a place Buffalo has not won in since 2016. I cannot wait to rack Zach Jones's brain on the lineup that was there when the Buffalo Sabres last beat the Carolina Hurricanes. And I'm looking right at him right now. He doesn't know I'm talking about him. But Zach Jones is in studio right now, and I can't wait to just grill him on the last time the Sabres beat the Carolina Hurricanes, what that lineup looked like. That's that's a fun piece of trivia. So <laughs> anyway, Derek Kramer, Sports Talk Saturday here. I had to get that opening statement off my chest because, again, sometimes things stink and they need to be addressed. But uh, now we get back to it. We get back to having the usual fun that I like to have on this show, the usual chaos that we like to have with this show because of the fact that, hey, now we have two teams with total chaos. We have fire everywhere and no fire hydrants, uh, no extinguishers. The Sabres can't put two wins together for the life of them. Uh, the Bills are 6-6 six and six and have a 14% chance of the playoffs, according to the New York Times uh, playoff simulator. Uh, things are great. Awesome. Love it. Everything is cool. Everything is brilliant. Let's go ahead and just have the greatest time of our lives here, Bills fans, Sabres fans, everyone, because why do we have good things? We don't have good things. And why do we do this? I don't know. But um, look, the thing is that when it comes to these teams, everyone here in this building, we have to watch them. We have to watch these two teams. And the inconsistencies and the dumb coaching errors that have been happening or the just the hockey team that can't win two games in a row. Where's the clip from Major League? It's a winning streak. It has happened. Like, 
I'm Lou Brown watching the hockey team right now. And they still make me feel better than the Bills do. Zach's like, oh God, Derek's going to go volcano mode and I have to sit down in here. Let's go. (sighs) But we have to watch these teams. Like, what is wrong with you that you have to go ahead and sit down and watch them? I don't know. I think, I, I thought Zach was coming in for 1130. It looks like this is happening now. So, sorry, Zach, you don't get a tweet. Because I was going to try to be a man of structure and on time. And I was going to honor everything about Howard Simon by being on time. Obviously, this is the biggest joke that I can say to him lovingly. <laughs> but uh, Howard was on MSG the other night, and I loved it. Yeah, I didn't know that was happening no, until... Oh, yeah, no, until it happened. I saw Nate tweet out that Dad, Dad? was on. That Dad was on TV. Dad? And I'm like, wait a second, yeah. what? Like, every... <laughs> Every one of us that's worked here, we're all doing the same thing. Dad? I, I like that Howard was just happy that no one called him Grandpa. That's yeah. key. That's key. That's key. That's how, that's how you're, you know, no one's ageist here, you know? Yeah. Nobody, nobody. Which is key. I mean, let's be real about something here. Um, I've pointed it out a couple times now, uh, the the cane that Jeremy White has. Uh, Howard got it for him. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, you know, we're all, we're all old here internally. Oh, I'm not. I'm young at heart. Absolutely young at heart. Gotta I, be young at heart. I hate you. Oh, yeah, that's right. You didn't know what Sum 41... You didn't know who... Yeah, because every 90s rock sounds the same, Derek. We've had this conversation. Do I need to slap the heck out of you one minute into this? Nirvana is the only one that sounds different. I will... It's the only one that sounds different. It's why we still remember them. I will (laughs) take... How you doing, bud? How we doing today? I... Are you also excited for... No. Texas today at noon? No. Well, no, that's just rude. That's just very rude. One of us has to be excited. One of us has to be excited. Yes, I'm I guess. I'm just nervous. I'm just nervous. I, it, yeah. Oh, so you're saying that I need to be because you're not. Exactly, yeah. Okay. They take on Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State today. 15 and a half point favorite. So Texas. just win. Just win, baby. Just win. Will this get them in the playoff? Uh, no. Uh, it, it could. It could. I don't think so. They're at seven right now. The problem is you're going to have to have a Florida State team that is undefeated. Yes, down to their third-string quarterback, but still undefeated. They're going to have to lose to Louisville later later tonight. I cannot tell you how much I (laughs) wish that game was last night. I cannot tell you how much I wish the ACC championship was the Pac-12 championship and just happened last night. All right, so um, I don't know next to anything about college football season. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that Washington is going to get in. Yes, Waltzing they their way into the college football Winning playoff. the final Pac-12 championship ever. Yes. Goes down in history. It's beautiful. Matter of fact. It's gorgeous. But, I mean, also, I mean, as a Texas fan, you're going to be a huge fan of Louisville, Iowa. I've been a lifelong Iowa. Louisville fan. Oh, you are doomed. Well, I, Iowa's, honestly, Georgia and Michigan are in. Like, that's... Are you sure? Even with an Iowa, even a loss well, against no, I mean, Iowa. I mean, if, if Michigan loses to Iowa, no, they're they're probably out. Yeah. But in terms of like, in Georgia, my head, Alabama is a death sentence. Like that's pretty much George, whichever one. George is a five and a half point favorite. Like that game is probably going to be closer than it than I would like it to be. Well, the winner of that game is probably just getting in. Probably like Alabama's at eight, but they'll beat, shoot you, their way up if they beat Georgia. Yeah, you beat one, you're probably at, at worst going to four. Yeah. And my, you know my, how they love their SEC teams. Well, I mean, we've had national Alabama, championships where it's been Georgia versus Alabama. And I mean, yeah, but like what I'm saying is an Alabama win is probably worst case scenario for a lot of these teams. A lot of these teams. Texas may not be one of them because Texas did beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. It's Alabama's only loss in the year. 
Yeah, but they will vault Texas. Yeah, they will. That's that's my, I've, I've that's seen a problem. lot of people running around being like, actually, that'd be great for Texas. And I'm like, nope, no, nope. I don't give Worse. them a chance to put Georgia at four and Alabama at three. Georgia drops a few places, Alabama jumps a few places, and all of a sudden they get both of them in, and they're stoked. Can we just like take the conferences and throw them all away? Well, we kind of are. Pac-12 just got shot into no, a No, no, I mean like even the SEC. No. I'm looking at the ticket prices for all these championship games oh, it's today. it's gross. Ready? It's gross. No. Texas against Oklahoma State is a very manageable $51. Really? Yes. Even in Arlington. Yes. Wow. Okay. Toledo against Miami of Ohio? Yeah, baby. Maction right there. Maction for your championship? $3 tickets. Oh, Three. Boy. Three. I mean, you should. Just I posed send- the question. You, you yes, should, you I, should just be sending your entire school there. Then I, sh- I posed the I posed the question last week of like, what's the cheapest tickets you ever bought to go to a two dollars saver tickets? To go to a game. Yeah, like that's on this level. That's it, it's a championship game. Yeah, it's a championship game. Conference I, championship I think Toledo game. has one loss too. Like they're like that's a great season for them. Three dollars. Wow. Then mm. the SEC. Boise State UNLV is thirty two bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tulane against. SMU is $10. The American Conference, yeah. Um, Michigan-Iowa, $49. Okay. Nice little ticket there. $21 for Florida State-Louisville. Okay. SEC Championship, $411. It means more. I don't care. It means more. I love that saying. Like, they I don't just care. Don't, they, like, there's just no care. The Get world. over yourself. It means more. And love you it. don't pay any of these players. Well, no, now they do. Yeah. Now they do. No. The, the player does. No, the players happen to be able to get yes. paid. The NCAA does not pay these players. No, that's correct. That's very that's that that is correct. Garbage. They've they've now allowed them to garbage get paid. system. They've now allowed them to get paid. Garbage. Oh, you're not going to hear any disagreement from me. You're I know. I'm, just, I'm still just going to use that word garbage. So yeah, it's a big day. And like I'm stressing I'm, out. I'm spiraling as a Bills and Sabers fan right now. That's gross. I will tell you. Speaking of the Bills and Sabers and how they have, I, just neither really of them have met expectations at all this year. No. I think the reason why I'm able to kind of just like watch the Bills and be like. Okay, bad year is because Texas is performing as well as they yes, are. Yes, Texas they, is back. They are oh baby. They are so back. They're so back. I mean, how I, I how watched, back are they though? I, all the way. We're gonna find out in we're gonna find about out. a half hour. We're gonna find out, but I feel like they're all the way. I can't <laughs> tell you. I recently had someone on my Twitter because I Georgia's coming to Texas next year. Yep. Uh the DKR. Ooh. And it's well, Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. So that's yep, gonna, yep. that's gonna be a conference game. And I mentioned, I'm like, it might be time for, for me to finally do this and go to Austin, go see a game, the whole thing. And It's going to be $411. <laughs> fine. fine. I don't have to Ew. get a hotel. I got family down there. Good. We're going to make a vacation out of it. Ow. We're fine. Ow. And <laughs> I, someone tweeted at me. and was like, I, you know, I went to this game back in 2016, Texas versus Notre Dame. The war flashbacks I had of <laughs> Gene Tessitore going... Texas is back, folks, and I'm like, Texas went five and seven that year. Notre Dame went four and eight, and it was a barn burner. Oh, it was such a good game. Shane Bouchelle, now practice squad quarterback for yep. for Buffalo, dimes, eighteen year old, he's tossing dimes. Tyrone swoops. Oh man, I'm I like it's just with, with Texas especially. He's got the burnt orange hoodie on. By the way, I define this. I define this. I've been wearing my Earl Campbell jersey yeah. for the most part, but you know it's cold now. And I'm like, all right, I, I got to find the jersey. I got to wear that instead. I, dude, I almost wore the sweatpants too. I almost yep. brought the shoes. There, there is no team I have more apparel for than Texas. They're I mean, not even close. Yeah, no, not even like, close. There it is. I have a blanket. I have shoes. I have sweatpants. I have t-shirts. I have hoodies. You're a sicko. Oh, I'm a crazy person. I'm a crazy person. Yep. If, I, if they make the playoffs, I'm going to be emotional. If they win a national championship, I'm going to be just uh, uh, lost. I'm going to be lost in the desert. It's going to be bad. 
Guys, we're sack. It's, it's going to be so bad. And, like, I, I've had to kind of, like, be calm about this year. Because, like, this year, honestly, has been kind of like an up-and-down roller coaster. They beat Alabama, which I think this is the last time we, I, I, I joined yes. with you guys, was the day they were going to play Alabama. When you destroyed our break structure. Yeah, well, don't Absolutely blame me. annihilated it. Never blame me on that. Absolutely Never not. blame me on that. So, like, they, they win that game. That was an unbelievable game. Maybe the best regular season game I've seen Texas play in well over 10 years. Probably 12 years. Yep. Since 09. And I super excited about that because it meant a ton. They I, they rose up to like three or four in the AP poll and, and stuff like that. They lose to Oklahoma, which great, love it. Way to, way to stay consistent, yep. guys. And then Ewers went down for two games. They had to have Malik Murphy come in and 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 be starting quarterback, and they had just an escape artist couldn't do this better against Kansas State, where Kansas State's coach decides instead of taking it to double overtime, decides to go for the win. Hey, and and go they're get able it. to hold, and it's just it's I it, this year's been exhausting. It's been exhausting. Their their leading rusher, who has been beating out Bijan Robinson's production from last year, goes down with a torn ACL, and it, and it almost and it does. Jonathan Brooks has been amazing, but it almost didn't matter. They get C.J. Baxter in there, who's a red or who's a true freshman. He goes in, he looks great. They've got Jaden Blue. He keeps going, and it's like the offensive line, the defensive lines have been great. Uh, they have future Buffalo Bills wide receiver Xavier Worthy on the team, and he's just—he's Deshaun Jackson, re, re, you know, reincarnated. It's amazing. No, don't worry, Zach. They'll just re-sign Gabe Davis for another four years. I—I I cannot tell you how be how frustrated I'll be at that. I cannot tell you how mad I'm going to be. There's so many elite wide receivers. If you pay twenty million dollars a year to Gabe Davis, the Buffalo Bills have become the embodiment right now of life stinks, then you die. Well, yeah, I, at least it's being honest. It's an honest depiction. I don't want that it's an honest, honest depiction. I have to I have to live that depiction all the time. Well, yeah, I mean we yeah, yeah, that's fair. I don't need my football team telling me that. Well, it, it keeps you humble, keeps you honest. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. But yeah, like today I just I am I've been in a really I don't want to say I'm a, I'm in a dark place, but I'm in a very on edge mood. I'm I'm I I don't I'm not really feeling good. You, you know what I'm saying? Like it, like here, you know this this is last night was the best way to describe it. Trista Crick came on with Shopin the Bulldog on Tuesday. She does every yep. Tuesday, and she is an Oregon fan. She, I, th- I believe, went to Oregon, and she said it perfectly. They were a nine-and-a-half-point favorite going into that game against Washington. And even she was like, I don't feel good about this. And they lost. Yep. And really, they never really felt like they were in that game. They, they were making a good comeback, but Bo Nix took forever to get going. They really didn't show any kind of life until like halfway through the second quarter. That's how I feel right so now. So like the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how I feel right now. Texas is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. Team. And th- this has been the first year that Texas hasn't blown a game against the likes of Kansas, Kansas State. They didn't, play Oklahoma, they didn't play Oklahoma State in the regular season, so that's still up for debate. But they didn't blow a game that they shouldn't. They almost did against guys like Houston. But then the Texas Tech game happened. To end the year, to kind of their swan song in the Big 12, and they just blew them out. Arch Manning got in the game. I got a little emotional watching it. It was great. And I just I I'm I'm in a weird place right now. Like it it starts at noon and I wish to God it didn't. I just yeah. like like I just can we fast forward to three o'clock and I just know the score. I don't want to go through this. Even if it's a blowout, because then in my mind if it's a blowout, no, 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 right? I'm just gonna be like that's the, patiently waiting the clock. That's the late. part that's wrong with all of us. Oh, I'm just We're I'm not, not going to fast forward through it. We are going to watch these things. I'm in a terrible spot right here. You're going to watch this thing. And you're going to take whatever enjoyment you can out of this, and with the potential of all sorts of misery. 
Do note that. that I am alluding to the Bills. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to like doing that. That's the thing too. I can't even really enjoy a bye week with the Bills because Sunday tomorrow at three is when we find out who makes the playoff. My entire weekend is like, all right, let's see what happens. I mean, I had an opening segment as to why I couldn't enjoy the bye. Oh, week I know. Bills, but I, believe me, I was on air for. Oh, Thursday I know. And, and that, I don't. I don't envy that at all. Yeah, I, no, um, I feel that. I get it. I said my piece. Yep. So the big thing though is that. Yes, you are you are going to sit through that game. There could be some misery involved. Actually, a pretty decent chance of it, I might even add. No, it's going to happen. No, I'm going to sit through it. No, I know. And I'm I'm just more or less on the misery mm-hmm. measurements here, mm-hmm. like trying to concoct the perfect amount of how much of on edge you are or should not be at. It's a lot. 18th team, 18th ranked team in the nation. 15 and a half point favorite. Who cares? You can always screw that up. Who cares about the spread? I, you know, you know, you know who cares about the spread? Vegas. Those those shows that are on before us. I don't care about the spread. Well, also me, I gamble too. So I don't. I, I don't care about the spread. But I. But that's kind of a part of it that that, that bothers me too. Because like, as much as I like Quinn Ewers, like we we talked about this going into the Alabama game, where there are moments where it's like first round pick, like today, go yes. And there are equal games where I'm like, how are you, a Division one college quarterback? I have questions, <laughs> and I want to know how that happened. <laughs> and you can never really figure out when it's going to happen. Like, against Alabama, he's been dialed in. The two times he's played him, last year he got hurt in, like, the yep. second quarter, but he was dialed in in Texas. Like, yes. that like that game was, inc- to start off, looked great. And then in Tuscaloosa, dialed in. Him, Adnai Mitchell, Mitchell and Xavier Worthy ate Alabama's lunch. They took it from the ate it. It was great. And then there are games where he plays the likes of Kansas or he plays the likes of Baylor. Or this year, the reason why Texas is not undefeated and definitively in the playoff now, all they need to do is beat Oklahoma State, is the Oklahoma game. Yep. Where he hadn't thrown an interception in like, I think it was like nine starts in a row. Throws two right away. Puts Texas in a bind right away. I've seen that movie before. I mean, they had three turnovers to Oklahoma's none, and it took until the very end of the game for Oklahoma to finally win it. Texas was clearly the better team and just shot themselves in the foot. And you're right. We see that every Sunday, it feels we like. See that every we Sunday. see it every Sunday. Every week. But I'm just sitting here, and I'm like... I know this movie you're talking about. You see it every week. I'll it's, see it next week. It's a different title. It's a different director. But it's the same damn twist. You know it's coming every time. And it's just like, I'm sitting here, and again, the game's going to kick off probably a little over a half hour, because let's be serious. It says noon, but it's kicking off at 12.15. We, yeah. we know where we're at. And I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm shaky a little bit. I've constantly been thinking about it. I've even been thinking about the fact that, like, if Ewers doesn't play well, he's likely coming back to Texas. And then there's that feeling of, like, well, is Arch Manning now going to transfer? Like, he's a big reason why there's a lot of buzz around in Austin. And Ewers is great, don't get me wrong. And he has had great moments as well, obviously, the game against Alabama. But there is a part of me going like, man, but you're going to the SEC next year. and that Capitalize might... on your draft stock now. Yeah, like, and, but also even as a Texas fan, like that might not be an easy transition. This might be your best shot at this. Even though the playoff is expanding to 12 teams next year, this might be your best shot for a few years here. Georgia is a a factory of NFL talent. Half the Philadelphia Eagles defense is Georgia players. I yeah. Alabama is still Alabama. Jaden Daniels at LSU is going to win the Heisman. College football is not real. Okay, love college football, <laughs> love college football. But yeah, Jaden Daniels is minus six hundred now 
as of this morning, after Bo Nix losing the Pac-12 championship, to win the Heisman, he lost three games this year. LSU was going to be lucky to get in, like, the Cotton Bowl. And he's going to win the Heisman. Like, that's what you're going into. Yeah, of course, you have the likes of Vanderbilt and, you know, I'd even to a lesser extent Tennessee. But I'm like, uh, where are you going to be in that mix? I like this. This is exciting. They're going into the SEC as hot as they could. Yep. I mean, outside of, like, straight up winning a national championship, this is the hottest you can be. But but the bigger you are, the harder you fall. The harder you fall. And this is this is Steve Sarkeesian's first 10-win season. He's had a very much a redemption story as well. Mm-hmm. He, he had to go into you know alcohol re- rehabilitation after his time at USC. And it, it's been great to see, but it's just there is also this kind of almost dreading feeling of like, if it doesn't happen this year, will it happen? And and that's almost my fear. I, I would almost feel like I think Michigan fans are probably feeling that same way. With Harbaugh, yeah. Where if we don't win it this year, is Harbaugh gone? I would almost say likely Harbaugh's gone. He's pro- I mean, he was going to leave for the NFL last year if Minnesota offered him the job. Yep. And so I, th- th- there does seem to be this trepidation in, in, in my feeling almost of like, is this their best shot for the next five, six years? They're recruiting really well. They're finally doing something that they didn't do under Charlie Strong or Tom Herman, and that is developing NFL talent. I made a joke a lot last year in the draft process that B. John Robinson was going to be the first offensive player drafted in the first round since Vince Young. Is that? Yeah, it's right. Yeah. That's real? Yeah. I don't have the effort in me to verify that, so I'm believing you. Oh, no. I knew I knew that stat like verbatim because I was like, this is what I'm talking about, about developing talent. Vince Young was the last offensive player to be drafted in the first round by the University of Texas until B. John Robinson did. Now they'll likely have Jatavion Sanders and Xavier Worthy go in the first round. Ewers, if he goes in the draft, could be a first-round pick, especially especially if he has a really good run here. If he blows out Oklahoma State and looks amazing, makes it to the playoffs, and even wins a game or just plays really well against the likes of a Georgia or a Michigan. I mean, if he's got the measurables, NFL teams will like it. He does. He was one of the highest-rated quarterbacks coming out of high school. He just gets very lazy with, with his mechanics. I mean, that's, you that's can teach mechanics. Reasons. You can. That's really his big issue. You can he gets fix lazy mechanics. mechanics. Somehow, Buffalo, of all places, was the place to tell you that. We have the defied math. Yes. And reason. And logic. Oh, and they're continuing to defy math now. One of the best EPA per play teams that there is in the NFL. What are they, plus 101 in point differential? Like yeah. top three they, in the AFC? I've never seen a team hate math more than the Buffalo Bills. Because in that's addition to the Josh that's Allen why thing. I love them. No, right now that's why I don't like them right now. I don't like them at all. I not, they They make me upset. But the EPA per play, mm-hmm. best in the league. Mm-hmm. Point differential, one of the best. Yep. Six and six. Yeah, love that. They've taken everything math and advanced statistics and threw it in the sewer mm-hmm. and started laughing at it. Yeah. Then they lit a match and then put themselves on fire, though. Because well, uh, they're six exciting. and six. Yeah, you got to make it exciting. <laughs> I, will, I will say that, though. Like, that's... At least something, and I said it, it, it I, I guess, like in the middle of the Jets game, I think, whatever, whenever Khalil Shakir's big touchdown. Yes. Was, that I was like, you know what? If anything, at least it'll be fun. And the Eagles game was fun. They were putting up points. They were they were taking that team to to the nth degree that they could go. The problem is they stopped making it fun. Because mm-hmm. now I, I no longer, and it's, it's kind of a similar spot I'm in with the Sabres now, too. Maybe this is my impatience. I'm not sure. But it's just like I don't care now about the development of players. I need results. There's two different lines of thinking here, though. Mm -hmm. With the Bills, there is no development. They are an older team. They are a veteran team. They are a team that should be here. 
The Sabres, they are still the youngest team in the National Hockey League. Yep. It's a problem of their old players. They're old. Yeah. And we'll talk with Anthony Scandra in the next hour. Love Anthony. Oh, gem of a person. Love the man. I'm a big fan every time Tage Thompson scores, and I just see pterodactyl memes. I'm so, oh, that makes my day. Anthony creating the Donnie Meatballs moniker and then the Tage pterodactyl memes. Oh, oh man. That makes like, my day. He is what this show embodies. Yes. Yes. Chaos, memes, and loudness. Well, you know, you, you got to have your, your, you know, you got to have your vibe. That's good. And my vibe is to be the yelly emotional one. Exactly. There you go. And I'll be doing plenty of that throughout today's show because I have to evaluate. You seem the... not thrilled about that prospect. No! <laughs> Zach, I hate talking about the Bills right now. I get paid to talk about them they're and I'm going to hate it. The reason they're not fun, though, is just, just like. It, yes, it... I know. Radio Boy hates job more at 11, but. <laughs> more at 11. <laughs> but it, it, they're frustrating because it, you, you, you. I mean, we were joking about it with, with late games and stuff like that, but they do it to themselves constantly. Constantly, like you know, this that is also scene, a team. Like as much as you want to complain about, if, like, you've, if you've ever seen the movie Malibu's Most Wanted, oh yeah, and how Jamie Kennedy's character is, see that, see my foot, mm-hmm. I just shot my foot, <laughs> just shot my foot, and it's real. Like he's but, freaking like, out because he shot his foot. That's the yeah. Bills right now. Oh yeah, that's but, me with the Bills. As much as we complain about like Sean McDermott's clock management and late game decisions, it's been butt cheeks, it, and it's been terrible. It's been terrible. This team also, the players, like to shoot themselves in the foot. James Cook is a wide-open touchdown. Yeah. Flat out just drops it. Flat out just drops it. Josh Allen leading the league in turnovers again. And he has basically since he's entered the NFL. Granted, he also leads the league in touchdowns since he's entered the NFL. I know, but, but they wouldn't be 6-6 six and six if he slowed down some of the other things. Oh, I know. But I also, I look at guys like Dak Prescott, who I think was top three or led the league in interceptions last year. I think he was tied for it last year. He's got six this year. You know, turnovers are a lot of the time very fluky. Or, I know, or but like half the interceptions. So half the interceptions from this year, the problem has fixed itself. Yeah. It was that danged out route. Up the sideline. Up the sideline that Dorsey kept calling that everyone kept picking off. It was a trash call, a play call that just Allen and the Jordan Whitehead did it in week out. one, and then everyone else decided, hey, we're going to copy that guy. Yeah. And it worked because it was just New easy. England on the yeah. first play of the game. It was easy. Cincinnati. Like, Jacksonville. Like, all of. Everybody. So many of these teams figured that play out. And you know what we haven't seen since Dorsey got fired? Well, that that play. play. It's been lovely. They make me mad. So, yes, they, there I mean, is a yeah. sense of dread about talking about the Bills. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, again, like, it's... It, Why couldn't I have had Josiah on this week? A lot of it, though, it, is, too, is like, I mean, we're also now in, like, a different place we've been with the Josh Allen, Sean McDermott Bills, because a lot of it has also come down to... Hey, I'm just looking forward to January. Just get to January because that's when the real season starts. And now January might not happen. Now January January likely won't happen. What? Yeah, 14% chance on the playoff simulator from the New York Times. What are we doing? It likely won't happen. Oh, hey, but then Tim Graham's got the report uh, from The Athletic that they're not even thinking about it. Yep. And I'm not too surprised by that. Andy Reid Andy Reed is somebody that gets brought up a lot when comparing to Sean McDermott because it's like, well, do, I've do got the, one for do you. the Eagles were getting rid of Reid? No, they don't. No, Inici- like, initially, yes, because they brought in Chad, uh, Chip well, Kelly. But even Chip Kelly, though, his first two years, 10-6, 10-6, yeah. it all went downhill in that last year yeah, when Howie Roseman was made president of football operations. He was made GM, and he decided to go scorched earth. With Andy Reid, I think as well, when they fired Reid, it had gone four years without a playoff win and two straight years of no playoffs. Yep. Like At a certain point, it was like, okay, we've, 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 we've ran our we, course. We ran our race. You know what I, I think is a better answer for this, by the way? Gary Kubiak. 
Gabe Kubiak's a great answer for this. Because, ready? This is going to sound really snotty of me to say this. Sean McDermott hasn't touched Andy Reid's accolades in Philadelphia. No, he hasn't. And that's why I also don't that's love... That's why Gary Kubiak's a better comparison. Yeah, I also don't love the Andy Reid comparison because Reid built himself up such a good will with the organization and the fan base. He went to four straight NFC Championship games with a really bad offense. It was Donovan McNabb and Brian Westbrook doing a ton of work until they got T.O. The moment they got T.O., they went to the Super Bowl that year. Todd Pinkston was wide receiver one most years on that yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. Freddie Mitchell. What's, I mean, like, a, what's Todd Pinkston? Yeah, like th- this was not a good offense that he was dragging with Donovan McNabb and Brian Westbrook to NFC Championship games. Yeah. They get T.O. No, McDermott and is the defensive year. version of Gary Kubiak. Yeah. And you know what happened, though? Is that Houston's now finally finding themselves again. So this is, an, this is a situation of, like, the grass isn't always greener sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also a situation of Gary Kubiak got let go because the team was not performing for him. I will tell you, though, Kubiak did win in... A Super Bowl. Kubiak was a good enough coach to win a Super Bowl. And this is where I think both team and coach probably should deserve a fresh look. That's kind of always been my thing is I'm not against the fresh look. That That's just, my reason for that it. That just, again, we've run our race. We gave it our, our best shot. Go our separate ways. Again, when Andy Reid was fired, even after four years of no playoff wins and two years straight of no playoffs. Do not put me Kansas, through Kansas that hell. Can't, but Kansas City grabbed him in 30 minutes. Yeah. It wasn't even something like Doug Peterson where he took a year off. He was available for 15 minutes. Again, but my problem here is, don't put me through the hell of the end of Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Four years of no playoff wins, and then two without the playoffs. And then you finally decide. Holding out too long. Yeah, then you finally decide, okay, we have have done it. Don't do this to me. Yeah, you're kind of, well, and I think think a big difference there too is like. Because if you turn my quarterback into Phillip Rivers, I'm never forgiving the franchise. Fair. I think there's a big thing, too, is you look at that. When he got fired, they were moving on to the Kevin Cobb, Michael Vick era. Yes. Like, they were done with McNabb. The yeah. McNabb era was done. And it was four NFC Championship games, one or five total. One Super Bowl appearance. And one win in that. One Super Bowl appearance. They ultimately lose. And then a lot of that is also blamed on McNabb being sick and all that stuff. With the Bills, though, and, and this has always kind of been my major issue, is in, what, six, seven years, he's gone to one AFC Championship game, got blown out, and kind of started the discussion of him getting very skittish in big moments, going for field goals on fourth and two, well within Kansas City's yeah. field. And, and he does it against Philadelphia. Does it against Philadelphia, 20 it's seconds just more, a timeout. It's just more of the same. Like, yep. can we, Sean, <laughs> I know you're not listening to me. I'm not important enough to. But can we stop freezing the kicker? It hasn't worked since 2007. It's never been a thing. It's stop. never been a thing. I said it yesterday. I will never. Stop. All the NFL head coaches, stop icing the kicker it's 2024. That's my campaign slogan. That's what I'm running on. Elect me for president. Like, we are not allowed to ice kickers anymore. We're not allowed to waste these timeouts to make them think more and analyze and mentally prepare themselves more. Rush them out there. I, my, my problem, though, with that is like always like. They're professional athletes, and Jake Elliott's been in the league for a while. He's hit big, long kicks a lot of times. I distinctly remember Carson Wentz giving him his game check because he <laughs> made a kick in 2017 against Washington. Yeah, and he smashed it. I think it was another 59-yarder or something. It, I think it's the record holder. I think it's oh, like 62 yeah. yards. Something Either like that. way, ridiculous. This dude's done this. Don't let him have more time to collect himself. Yeah. Rush him out there. Get it done. And force him to kick it. Oh, guess what? The last time you let a kicker rush in to kick a field goal, he missed it. Yep. But you had 12 men on the field! And then as well, like... Because 
But if but if he ah. makes it, if he makes it, you have two timeouts, time on the clock with Allen as your quarterback. That's my biggest problem is this team, this coaching staff seems to think Josh Allen is Kyle Orton. Zach, I think you should go watch Texas because I'm about to say some heinous things about the head coach. I oh, see. I thought you were going to say heinous things about Texas. But yeah, thanks for having me in, bud. I, I'm back to angry about McDermott. Time is a circle. I do that to people. Time is a circle. No, this was happening anyway. I. But hey, no, we, no. How dare the Pagulas let you know the only stamp of success for hiring um, be let go? I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Anyway, remember, um, Dick Duran lives large here. The memory of him lives. People large are here. scared. Well, I've taken the calls. I know they're scared. It's okay, but I, I guess my 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 thing always with that. And I guess this will be my 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 finishing point here. Who are the quarterbacks for guys like Chan Gailey, Dick Duran? You know, it was, not even starters regularly in the it NFL. Was J.P. Lossman, Trent Edwards, Ryan Fitzpatrick. The only Brian one, Brom. The only one of note is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Allen is not those guys, and he played for like ten different teams. Yep. And don't get me wrong, you could hire Brandon Staley. Do not get me wrong; that can happen. I'm not acting like Allen's going to be the the, exactly. the, the full. You know, he's going to fix everything, right? But I also don't see Bobby Slowick or Ben Johnson being those guys. I just don't. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. All right, Zach. Have fun watching Texas. Hogamorts. I will. I will probably text you needling things about them because you pushed my buttons. I think it's be only positive. Fair. You pushed my buttons. I think it's only fair that I send it back to you. I'm just going to block your number. No, you're not. Just out of, out of no, nowhere, be like, why can't I? No, you're not. We, had a, we had a great conversation yesterday. You're not doing that. You're not doing crap. All right. Anyway, that's Zach Jones. He of this station. If you like weird posting and or um, unhinged thoughts on Texas, follow him on Twitter at ZacharyJones198. Yeah, my Twitter account is going to be a lot like Nate Geary on a Bill Sunday today. So just kind of ignore. Oh, let's go. Just to kind no, of no. But people get on that. Get on that train right now um, before it leaves the station. Give yourself some time to prepare for the absolute roller coaster of Texas football. I feel bad. My girlfriend's also going to be dealing with this for like the first time. This is her first sporting event. She's going to watch it. Good me. luck. Yeah. I. I, this, is I the, gen- this, is the, this is the first sporting event. She's going to watch it. I, it's the most important game since two thousand. I genuinely mean this. Good luck. Um, because if I've learned anything about this man, it's that he is a wordsmith that will create new sentences that you will have never heard before. So, all right, Zach. Hook em horns. Hook em horns. And uh, I now have to go back to talking about the Bills and Sabres. Uh, we'll have fun doing that. Quick segment coming up next. We just decided to make this the big old sandwich uh, this time around. Evan is just like, I hate everything about the clock this hour. Uh, don't worry about it. We're at least on break structure and on time this time around. Sports Talk Saturday. Next segment coming up here. Derek Kramer, Evan DePasquale. You're listening to WGR. Oh, yeah. You know when we got this music, it's time to make fun of somebody. What better way to make sure that I can relax a little bit uh, than to make fun of someone else, right? I think that's that's what makes healing in this world. Making fun of people that definitely deserve it. Is that is that wrong, Evan, or is that is that mean? Um, I don't know. Like I know that I have a moral compass, and sometimes it is indeed flawed. Um, because I have the booty cheek of the week, a segment I wish was sponsored. 
but I don't know what business would sign up for, and I quote, the booty cheek of the week. Charmin. <laughs> Get on the horn! Alright, anyway, before I say something that could possibly get me fined, um, we go on to the booty cheek of the week. Uh, uh, brought to you by my smooth brain. Anyway, booty cheek of the week this week. Uh, no, not the NHL this time around, even though we've had ample opportunities to laugh at the, uh, the National Hockey League. They are in the clear this time around. Uh, no, this one's going to go out to uh, the man who says he's the best in the nation. And that's uh, Jamal Adams. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, dude, come on. What are you doing? Uh, just because you got burned for a touchdown and a reporter said yikes because the play didn't look good on you doesn't mean you get to go ahead and do what you did and think to just be think you're in the right. You even deleted the tweet, which means you had enough shame. Which means you were wrong, which makes you the booty cheek of the week. Anyway, the big thing is, is this. There was a play, uh, a touchdown given up by Jamal Adams and Connor Hughes, a uh, a friend of the station, uh, a guest often when it t- comes to uh, talking about the Jets. He uh, he tweets out the uh, touchdown, and he just has one word in it. Yikes. The play did not look good on Jamal Adams, a former Jets safety. Adams decides to tweet a picture of Connor Hughes and his partner. And... With the quote, yikes. And then follows it up with a tweet saying, Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Dude, there's nothing to start. You are an NFL safety. You are in the realm of public criticism from people like me. Or on a bigger scale, Connor Hughes. You, your job is in the national spotlight. You are subject to public criticism. There are people that cover the league that will criticize bad plays that you make. You don't make personal attacks based on the appearances of other people that that are in a relationship with the people that criticize you. And think that you are the one coming out on top. Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Booty cheek of the week. Jamal Adams. He's the best in the nation. Get out of here. Box safety. Glorified box safety. Did you ever pick off Josh Allen? No. No, you didn't. Hey, does he still not have an interception? Like, ever? Ever? I'm like goofy. You're goofy, dude. I just again, how? Oh, you have you, he has four interceptions in his career. Best in the nation? Yeah, okay. Guy here, Jamal Adams, booty cheek of the week. Coming back, Anthony Scandra and I. We're gonna have ourselves a long conversation about the Buffalo Sabers, and um, oftentimes it's fun when we do that. Anthony Scandra expected Buffalo on the other side. Sports Talk Saturday rolls on here on WGR.